This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba da ba ba ba. And good evening. Welcome in Tuesday night, Divots and Pivots. I don't know what is going on with Bud's camera there. We're just going to take him off the screen for the moment. Uh, he will be joining us soon. It looks like he's having some technical difficulties. But welcome in. It's Players Week at TPC Sawgrass, and we are excited, as always. I don't know. I'm sure Bud's going to tell us lots of stories uh, from his own little stomping ground down there. But TPC Sawgrass is just a storied uh, story course uh, down there in Florida, and obviously the 17th Island Green is going to bring us tons of excitement this week, and I can't wait. It looks like we got Bud back. But, but I'm going to ask you what's going on, but it looked like you're, you're, you're struggling off the gate here. You don't, you don't want to know what's going on in my neck of the woods right now. All I can tell you is, it is, it's it's time. It's Players Week. I've been on one for about four or five days now. Ever since ever since Kitsuyama marked his putt, yeah. I was like, "This is going to be I, okay." Okay, we're over. Turn the page. Let's go. It is Ma- it, it, not Masters Week. It's Players Week. Pontevedra Beach. The history, the trophies, the stories, the scandal that's going on right now. The mullet sitting at home by yeah. himself. We're going to get into all of it. But um, as you pointed out, technical difficulties. Tr- we've got all sorts of things going on here in uh, North Shore HQ. Not but as long as we made it <clears throat> in time, uh, I think I think that's all that matters. First things first. Yes. I have got to go take care of one more thing. You know, okay. the life we got, we got kids, we got this, we got that. That's it's cool. O'clock. I'm trying to balance everything, make you happy, bring the people what they want. So I'm going to leave the studio just for another probably 30 seconds to a minute. And if you could, please update everybody on our, on our, uh, on our fantasy scores. Oh yeah. Well, we'll start I don't there. Want we'll be around for this one. All right. Yeah. He doesn't want to be around for this one for sure. Because in the, in the world of the DK, uh, I guess we can call it the DK classic for this year between uh, Bud and myself. I got the scores up on the screen here uh, for the season total after the Arnold Palmer last week, I do have the lead. Uh, with 3,449, and that's actually a typo. Bud does have 3,405, um, not 2,405. I'm not beating him that bad. But uh, we, look, we both had pretty good lineups this week. I think uh, I had one 6-6 six six and two 5-6 lineups. Uh, I believe Bud had a 5-6 lineup as well. So uh, we carried on pretty well. Our picks, for the most part, hit. Uh, ben Griffin, if you played him and listened to us down there in the 6K range, Massive return, uh, finish. I believe his final score was four under, so that's a huge return for him. Uh, obviously, Rory uh, over Rom was a good call, saved some money. Uh, sure, we had to pay for the chalk, but it worked out. Rory right down there at the finish. And let's talk about that real fast because talk about the finish of that tournament. I don't care. Everyone's saying, "Oh, you know, the PGA's lost its uh, some competitiveness and some entertainment aspect with the guys who've gone to live." 
if you didn't watch the Arnold Palmer uh, Invitational this past weekend on, on Sunday, the final day there, that had everything. We had Kurt Kitayama with a two-stroke lead heading into number nine, triple bogeys that all of a sudden he's one shot behind uh, Rory and uh, I forget actually who it was now. It wasn't Scheffler, but he's behind two guys. And uh, But then all of a sudden everybody who took the lead just kept falling back. And next thing you know, we get to around 15, 16, Kurt Kitayama's right back there, tied for the lead, uh, solo lead I think by the time we hit 17. And all he had to do – as Bud said with the with the ball mark, all he had to do was bring it home, uh, and, and he did. And Kurt Kitayama with a clutch win at the Arnold Palmer, much like my clutch win against Bud this week, as I already pointed out. Which there was a typo yeah. there. You don't if you just, if you just seen that Bud, that's supposed to say thirty four oh five for you, not twenty four oh five. So I already cleared that up. I'm not being I don't, that bad. I don't watch scoreboards until the back <laughs> nine anyway, so that's why I give you that. I don't know, man. Like I said, technical technical difficulties here in um. In North Shore, which city HQ, but you mentioned it. That ending last week, let's chalk another one up for PGA Tour. I know it's not really a competition, but it is. PGA Tour versus Live, and PGA Tour delivered again. This is where we need to chew up, not some time, but we got to get into some some off-course mm-hmm. stuff. If we, if we go too early into the players, then we're just going to be analyzing players for the next hour. Yes. And if you tune into this show to actually make a lot of money, <laughs> I stick around, you know, nine, nine 30, the guy, the guys on plus money golf are a little bit smarter than we are when it comes uh, they're to actually the- just quick uh, programming note. They're actually hitting it at nine at uh, 10 30 tonight. So they're 10? usually on at nine 30 tonight. They're at 10 30 instead. I'm not sure if that's going to be normal, if it's just a one week thing, but if you're going to be waiting around for them tonight, 10 30 tonight, good 10 30 plus money <laughs> golf, give you enough time to go have a couple of drinks, loosen up, uh, yeah. have some fun with it. Where do you want to start with this? Because all right, all right, we'll, we'll go back to Bay Hill real quick. Yeah, let's like you, like you were saying, up. Kurt Kitayama, the guy has been there and back. If you didn't see my <sighs> social media, find me at this buds for you. I got to change that spelling. It's Y O U at this buds for you on all your platforms. But Kurt Kitayama, he's NCAA Corn Ferry mm-hmm. Tour, Asian Tour, Australia Tour, Mini Tour, this Mini Tour, that corn fairy again he has been latin american tour he has been around the block a million times and quadzilla never lost faith that's the difference in these guys you know that's where that's where you we saw joel damon in full swing kind of go through his imposter syndrome kurt kenyama even though he's been there and back doesn't seem like he's got imposter syndrome i i'm not gonna lie wrote him off completely wrote him off triple bogey on nine done you know you've got every star in the universe breathing down your neck they've Mm. all they've either won here or somewhere bigger and next thing you know you and i were chirping back and forth i was like this looks like a high school tournament in the state finals and the pressure's getting to him at one point i see rory's back in the lead and i think ah no problem if you're right off into the sunset it felt like rory was just gonna run with it at that point nobody it's not that nobody wanted it it was almost like him kurt not being that big you know, and coming into this scenario, the moment, the moment wasn't too big for him because he hadn't been there yet. And so I think it was yeah. almost that ignorance is bliss type of thing. You you put it all together, two balls OB on the weekend, two, three putts on Sunday, and he's staring down 47 feet. Otherwise he's got to go into a playoff against guys <sighs> who have been there before Rory, uh, Max, not Max Homa, Rory was in Patrick Cantley was in, I think, uh, Harris English so, was trying so to, I think in. the final, the final playoff would have been Rory, uh, English and and Kiyama, I think that were the final three that yeah. were tied, that would have been tied at eight under. Or, I don't even yeah, know eight under. 
And so he kept it together. I will say the the marking the ball on that last putt, ball, <laughs> not only a baller move, but if it's my first win on the PGA Tour, yeah, I don't care if it's an inch or 10 feet, I'm marking it and you're going to give me my time. Well, isn't there uh, like a weird rule with that too, that if, if it goes in after like waiting tense, like if you wait too long and then it goes in, isn't that like a penalty? So it, there's also uh, a benefit to him marking it because it, it kind of stops that timer just in case. Because look, that thing was, it almost looked like it was wiggling for a while there. Everything in your brain's wiggling um, ever enough. since ever since the big D. No, I'm joking. Uh, it's been, hey, it's been, it's been weeks. It's been weeks. I had to throw it in. It's been weeks. No, to your point, he did. He talked about that. Um, there's a couple things at play there. For folks who might not be familiar with it, there is a timer. So if your ball stops on the lift, you have 10 seconds to, yeah. to let it drop. Or you basically have to either mark it or just say out loud, like, okay, I'm hitting my next shot. You have to make it very apparent that yeah. you're not trying to wait too long. We've seen some recent kind of scandals with people waiting and the timers and this, that, or the other. But the other thing was when he went to go replace his ball and he put it back down, I, he was working with such a slim margin. Had he put that ball down and then it rolls in the cup, yeah. I, I don't know because there are rule changes this year. That used to be a mm -hmm. thing like if you make a drop in the and then all of a sudden the wind blows and it rolls into the hazard, you have to drop again with a penalty. They've done away with that. Like they've done away with a lot of the rules in golf around that kind of this is bullshit kind of category. Yeah. So, but he was saying when he was putting it back down, he's like, I got to make sure that this thing doesn't like go forward. Yeah, he, he, you know, he, he dropped that ball mark. It was just an inch or two behind just in case. And and I mentioned he's, you know, he is a, not a direct immediate product of the corn Ferry tour, but he has been there and mm -hmm. what a weekend once again for the corn Ferry tour that absolutely bleeds over into the players championship and beyond. Yeah. I don't know if you were paying attention or not. You probably weren't because everybody, why would you, when you've got, when you've got the, the Bay Hill, right? Well, we know uh, Super Friends Sports Network is, play, is paying attention. Yeah. How your wife feels. <laughs> Anyway, so Nico, Nico Echeverria, and he's got a brother who is a golfer, who's a pro golf or a pro golfer, college golfer as well. The Echeverria clan coming in hot. Nico won his first, his first tournament down in, uh, down in Puerto Rico. He won his first PGA tour win, huge deal. Uh, he had been struggling hardcore coming into the weekend. And he said that on Friday, something clicked on the range. He felt something. And sure enough, he ran, ran through the weekend. He ran through everybody. It was never really in doubt. The stories were really behind him. Nico was going to get that win. Welcome to yeah. the players championship. Uh, during the players only meeting today, there was a great social media uh, video that came out because folks not, might not understand the TBC Sawgrass isn't just home to the players. It's home to the players. If you are a corn Ferry mm -hmm. tour, PGA tour, PGA tour champions, that is your, that is your de facto home course. You have access to the practice facilities. There's an entire Shangri-La as David Duvall put it, uh, practice facility opposite of where you and I can go hack it around before we go shoot 150 <laughs> on the course. And he walked, he was out there to get a workout in and another kind of mini tour player said, Oh my God, no players meeting for you because obviously PGA tour, big week, they get all the players together. And James, We'll talk about James later. Yeah, we'll, talk, we'll get there later. Don't skip class, my friends. Do not skip school. Yeah, that'll that'll be on tea time later. How about that? But watching him <laughs> kind of step in, and he does get the players. He gets a two-year exemption. It was such a huge thing. So this chirping about elevated elevated events mm -hmm. and, and the shortened cuts and everything, people forget there's going to be opposite field events like the Puerto Rico Open that are still going to open it up for – and anybody who wants to chirp me, I'm not a mathematician – but if you've got like in a couple of weeks, we're going to have the WGC going on. And at the same time, we're going to have a, a counter event. I want it. It's not Valspar, but it's one of those, you know, it, it yeah. is an alternate field event. So you got 70 at the WGC, you got 150 over here. That's 220 pro golfers 
through the PGA Tour having an opportunity to go play win uh, in advance. And if I did my math correctly, that's 70 more than most regular weeks on the PGA Tour, right? Yeah, so what we're doing here is we are expanding it. Yeah, does it mean that the the, the guys up top are going to have a better opportunity to hold sure. on to their spot? Sure it does. It, you know, if it, it it helps to be king, it helps to wear the crown. Um, you know, there is that incentive to get up there, but they are opening mm -hmm. spots below and there is kind of that drip down effect. And we saw that this weekend because it wasn't just Nico uh, on the PGA Tour who Nico what Nico had basically he had status, so to speak. He was, you know, yeah. he, he was going to be playing. But our boy Akshay Batia, ABLFG, Corn Ferry Tour guy. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show. His solo second yes. place. Earned him enough FedEx Cup points, and the way it works, Will Zalatoris a couple years ago, it's just, it's something called a, a, a basically it's PGA Tour special temporary status. I mean, they, they didn't really get too creative with it. We talked about a couple <laughs> weeks ago the Battlefield promotion. You win three times on the Corn Ferry Tour, they they say, come on up. Come well, on if up, you're yeah. if you're one of those guys like Akshay or Zalatoris a couple years ago, or any of these folks who get sponsorship exemptions, you know, you or Monday qualify your way into a PGA Tour event, there are certain things. Like if you finish in the top 10 of a PGA tour event, you get an invite to the next week. That that's just their way of saying like, come on down kid. Like you're, you're yeah. really good. If you earn FedEx cup points while you're there, you get to hold on to them. You can't necessarily qualify for the playoffs and go win the FedEx cup, but yeah. they keep track of that because if you do what our boy Akshay did and you get enough FedEx cup points that you would have qualified last year to keep your card, they say, come on down. You know, we, yeah. we might we might not have a spot for you every week. For example, the designated events, he's not going to be in. He's not there at the players this week. But yeah. he has status on every other event, and he can accept sponsorship exemptions for the rest of the year. So well, that's, the, that's the big one right there. Huge. And, and when, you're, when you're a name, you're lefty and you're lean, and you got the look and the smile and the story, there's not a sponsor out there that's not going to want Akshay in his field. And I'll tell you what, yes. I'm all behind it too. Well, and actually, it's caught the eye of the golf media already. Because I'll tell you, all weekend, every any time I turned on the Puerto Rico Open before switching over to the Arnold Palmer, actually was on the screen, and, and he was playing good golf. And I'm watching most of his shots every time I was on there. And I'm like, okay, he this he's gonna be crushing this tournament right now. And then on Sunday, this once again, they, I'm sitting at the bar. I see him up there. He's hitting shots. He's making putts. And then I look and see Nico still four shots ahead. And I was like, holy. Damn, like I thought actually it was just absolutely crushing, which he was. He played fantastic, but just a credit to Nico that he was even one step ahead. Yeah, dude blacked uh, actually blacked out yeah. on the on, on the back nine. He finished with four birdies straight. There was never yeah. a doubt. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see uh, him in the next few weeks because I don't think the stage is too big for him. He took a slightly different route, didn't go to college, turned pro super, yep. super early. But maybe that's the 24. That's that's the new model. You know, even in the real world, we talk about kids. We talk about because we talk about kids all the time. No, we talk about young people not going to college necessarily mm -hmm. and maybe saying, I'm going to go work. I'm going to get some some of that that experience first. That's what he kind of did here. And in his own way, it's working. I will say this. Yeah. He is for every action. There's how many dozen pro golfers grinding it out to try to make that next step. So, um, it, again, it's fun to watch. It's fun to follow. And although he won't be in the players this week, his boy, you, you know, the other guy, Nico, the other guy, Nico will be, and our boy Kit Kurti, or Kurt Kitayama, Mr. Yes. Quadzilla. I love that Xander Shoffley outed him because they're all boys. They play out West, you know, and he's one of the crew. Uh, James Hahn, who we're going to shit all over here in a few minutes for good reason. He That's was right one of the people who. Here. When are you done? 
he was one of the folks who uh, he was one of the folks who was the first one to to go out and say congratulations to Kurt as he was leaving mm-hmm. the 18th green. So there's going to be an interesting perspective there when you talk about the 41 year old Jimmy Hahn trying to be like, hey, my opinion's my opinion, and then you've got yeah. the captain Rory being like, yeah, but when it's time to show up, show up. Yeah, and we're going to talk more about James Hahn here on the on the back end of the, this first commercial break because there's enough there's a lot to say. Uh, he has certainly had enough to say, so we can only pay it back by uh, giving him some words back ourselves. So stick around. Uh, we're going to hear from Underdog Fantasy real fast, then we will be right back to crush some James Hahn. Underdog Fantasy is here to save your post-fantasy football season blues. The easiest place to play and win with the Underdog Fantasy app. Get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our Pick'em contests. Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. Sit gingerbread, good girl. Yes, get on there. Use the the, the code TSS. Uh, a divots and pivots code is incoming in the in the near future, so be on the lookout for that as well. But if you're listening now, hop on over there. Use TSS, get that deposit match, and start playing on Underdog. I went ahead and played uh, last week, gave it a shot, and uh, look, it was fun. It's a snake draft. It was uh, just for the first round. Uh, I cashed two out of three lineups, broke even on my money because, of course, the the one lineup that I ended up losing out of three was the one that I spent the most money on because that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Uh, But whatever, I broke even. And, look, it was fun because this snake drafts, especially in golf, are kind of fun. We're going to start including in the coming weeks here like kind of a top 20 format so that if you are playing an underdog, you can have a rankings of kind of how you can go through the draft. It's a little bit different because, obviously, you don't need to – be looking at guys who are in the 6k range on dk you're not going to be drafting those guys when you're only drafting six guys uh, on underdog uh so keep a lookout for that and get on underdog fantasy use tss as a discount code tss love so can yes. you can you so you're saying that's a snake draft and you're, yes. you're just picking six so you can go top heavy as long as your your boys aren't taking off the off yeah, the, it's just the, like okay. playing fantasy football, any other fantasy sport. You're just drafting whoever's still there when it's your turn to draft. See, this is what I'm and talking it's about. It's, I, yeah, this is something that a guy like me can actually get behind. Because I'll tell mm-hmm. you right now, I'm looking at the 10K and above range. I'm looking at the 9K range. And dadgum you, PGA Tour, you, you did what you said you were going to do. And you've got all the heavy hitters showing up for the yeah. weeks that they should show up. Now, do you want to dive right into it? Or are, are you are you down for a little bit of – little bit? Of, I, well, we teased James Hahn. Let's at least talk Thank about James you. Hahn That's for a what few I was, minutes. That's what I was about to get. Uh, at. And then we, we'll go from there. Maybe we'll dive right in we, we, before the next commercial break and carry it over to the, after that. Because James you, Hahn is just starting to get on my damn nerves. Let's back it up a little bit. He was one of the folks who, when the, the schedule came out last year, he criped about having to fly from Japan to South Carolina. And I get, yeah. once again, I, it's not lost on me that these guys are all their own. They're the CEO of their own mm-hmm. corporation, their own company. Each independent contractor is its own independent business. Obviously, the bigger you are, the more moving parts you have. The life they, they chose knowing exactly what it was going to entail. And that's that, that's, kind of the, <laughs> that's kind of the theme for this episode, which is... Life's full of choices. It's nobody's holding a gun to your head saying, go do this. So his, his complaining about having to fly from here to there and the flights are this much truth gun to your head, man. That's the price of doing business. No, you know, it it would mean a lot more had you not thing is guys, that's a decent golfer. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but right now he's in, he's in a limelight for the wrong reasons because he himself, Mm -hmm. you're going to chirp, you're going to chirp, you're going to chirp. And then if you missed it, there was a player's meeting this week and it's the biggest fucking 
week of the year for the players. This is the only time that yeah. they're in charge. USGA owns the US Open, PGA owns the PGA, PGA of America owns the PGA Championship, RNA, mm -hmm. Masters, et cetera, et cetera. This is their time. They're at the home. And so when they say, hey, team meeting, you have plenty. Now, I'll give him a little bit of grace if there was like a family medical emergency going on there. But I didn't yeah, see yeah. that because when what happened was is Rory, which uh, are we are, I'm a big fan of Rory 2.0. I'm a big fan of this. Like, yep. all right, I got to be I got to be the face of the tour. I got to be the mouth of the tour. I got to be, you know, I was kind of something to do. It. And he just said, well, it's just a great look for him because when faced with the challenge of accepting this responsibility, he jumped all over it and is doing it so gracefully. And And I'm sorry, but maturely i don't give a shit what uh sergio says oh god sergio 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 there, there we go <laughs> i've got other off course stories about him that turns out he's just a just a douche and i don't mind saying that because quite frankly mm -hmm. going out and saying we're doing this and we're not getting our way and if you complain about it you're immature like dude, buddy jack nicholas finally finally the golden bear comes out and he says something and i don't mean finally as if he owed us this but yeah. he, he essentially, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shorten his, or, you know, crib his, his quote was, there's a lot of guys who decided to take the bag. They wanted more money, less work. They wanted the financial stability, that kind of guarantee he goes. And he even said, I understand that. I even respect that. He's like, other guys chose the loyalty route, the longevity route. I'm going to grind it out here. I'm going to grind it out there. I'm going to stick on these tours and I'm going to try to earn my pension in my life that way. And he's like, that's the route that he likes better. And he did say that he doesn't like what it's doing. I I, yeah. I think I think that there's an there's an element of get off my lawn with it because guys like Rory are coming out and saying, you know what, the game has changed for the better. As much as we hate to say it, he came out and said, "Live forced us to change," and for the elite players, it has gotten a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where the that's where the talent drain was. That's where the threat was to the elite players because PJ had to get make it better for them. What and else they, are they gonna do? <laughs> and they and they have, and <clears throat> anybody coming out? Okay, they they got rid of the cuts at some of those events. Yeah, and that we've had world WGCs always had. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Stop this here. What I but really it was a was but it was a narrative that people could push for clicks that just kept the divide going. By people, you mean Greg Norman? Oh, look at this. Sorry, well, by people, Lee, I, mean, Lee I, just, I mean like the, I know what you mean. The crazy Twitter people who would just love the drama, which is just whatever. So I coming out, what they want because we're talking about it. But yeah, Lee Westwood. Oh, I guess, I guess you're, I guess you're, you're copying. Oh, I, so you just reminded me about Lee Westwood. I, I'm texting you. I was so, I was so pissed about him. <laughs> and now we got Liv coming out saying in their Australia tournament they're going to do the party hole, the watering hole. Yeah. And my also, only response to that is, good, good for okay. you. Yeah. But but I, don't bitch about PGA copying your changes and then you go ahead and copy the PGA. Like I, I'm sorry, it's stupid. It's it's so petty, and I know it is. Exactly. But, it's like if you but, wouldn't be, but when I see other people being petty. It just makes me want to be like, it's all, you can't help but be petty back because you just want to shake them and say, shut up. Hey, as <laughs> long as my kid's time, not around and I don't have to be a role model, I'll be a petty as hell. But the fact that I'm reacting to something petty, I guess it's making me petty. But you know what I mean? It's like a, a vicious circle there. But like, no, it, come it, on. Means, it, it doesn't make you petty. It, you're reacting because it is petty. It doesn't make you petty for recognizing it. What makes it petty is them saying it because it goes back to what I've been saying for over a year now. And we saw in Cam Smith's, Cam Smith, Cam Smith's face when they said, by the way, if anybody's wondering what I'm doing, I'm trying to get a. Ah, oh, 
trying to get a cork out of a wine bottle. Yeah, we're rocking with a little bit of a Zach Brown, uncaged. Oh, okay. See, I I was, and of course, it's nice in that I didn't go wine. I went a little rum and lemonade, but maybe during the next commercial break, I'll run and grab a bottle of wine because my drink is almost out anyways. Lush. So Cam Smith is doing an interview, and I don't know if it was with Zyre Golf or if that's just who I saw it through. Mm. It was the greatest question I've seen, and his reaction was tangible. They said, what are you going to be doing this week during the players? Are you going to watch? And you could just tell. And he goes, oh, yeah. man, I live there now. And they were like, well, maybe, you know, are you going to show up? He's like, maybe that'd be, because he did, he played along. He's like, oh, maybe I will. Maybe, I don't know how to be received. They go, you going to go heckle? He's like, I don't, I don't know if I could go heckle. You're right. Well, you can't yeah. go heckle. And Jay and Moynihan see, said, said like, yeah, of course it's awkward. Well, then did you see exactly what, what Liv did to counter that? Because that story was out earlier today. And then. No, little, I didn't like, see. Did they, did they actually like an, try to like come an, back like and say a, that? Like a couple hours ago, maybe. Um, I, I didn't see exactly what time, but they released a picture of him looking through a, like a, a range finder. And uh, the, the caption said something along the lines of, already looking forward to Tucson. Something yeah. like that. It's like, yeah. yeah. And it was Camp Smith. I was like, come on. Like, yeah, that's, sure, that's got to sure be Cam... in response to, like, people asking him what he's doing. Yeah, this is what he's doing. Yeah, like, I'm oh, sure no, Cam no. Smith, he's so much, <laughs> so excited about playing in Tucson this exactly year. Exactly. Right. Never mind missing the Phoenix Open and the players and Arnold Palmer. It It's but, meant to hurt. It's supposed yeah. to hurt. You make decisions. You make your bed. You sleep in it. DJ's not out there giving these. If DJ feels the sting, he's going to do it quietly in his own, in the arms of Paulina Gretzky, which makes everything better. But this was the first time. That he there's no way out. What are you going to be doing yeah. this week? And he's like, "Fuck." Like, well, there's no tournament for me to yeah, play. Yeah, you can't. In. You can't like get skirt around that question with a bunch of like talking talk or anything. Yeah, he can't like, even go out there. He can't even go out there and practice because it's for yeah. tour players. Mm-hmm. And this this is the whole thing that I've been saying this entire time. Had they not walked away, thinking that they were going to take the shine with them, I'd have more sympathy, empathy, respect. Exactly. But they all walked away, and then they got pissed. When they're in, by the way, I'm going to say employer, but when the leader or the, 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 the governing body of their workplace, so to speak, said, what you're doing is going to have these consequences and repercussions. And they all went, well, that's not fair. And they went, okay, go for it. Eh. It's like these people who say, I'm not coming back to the office and their bosses are going, all right, you're fired. No more re- remote work. Well, it, it, here's the thing. It, it works both ways with the argument of people saying, well, they're independent contractors. They can do what they want. Well, yeah, which means yeah. they have a contract out with someone who, and if they vo- null and void that contract, yes. then the person who they left have no responsibility to, to care about them anymore. It's not anarchy. This is no. not this is not Burger King. You don't get to have it your way. Yeah, there are freaking consequences, dude. And this I so I don't feel bad about it. And I do look forward to watching Tucson and Australia and their other live events because like I said before, the fact that it's on the CW makes it accessible for me. I know the players and the names. Mm-hmm. What I'm what I'm trying to wonder is how the hell are they going to be attracting new people? Because golf's not it's not like this is a LeBron James type. Who's going to say no NBA for me? I'm going to go hop on this new hotshot league. They're picking off. They, they got the they got the Oklahoma State All American guy from Spain who last year won on the Live Tour. That, that's that's oh, how yeah, much yeah. I know. But names but are irrelevant. Like Chakarara, something. It's because of the C's but, last name. Yeah, yeah. It's irrelevant because he was not that big of a name. They didn't go out mm-hmm. and snag. Jordan Spieth coming out of Texas or Justin Thomas coming out of Alabama, uh, you know, or even Will Zalatoris coming out of wherever the hell he was from. They they're, they're snagging whoever they can get in the hopes that they're going to build a product. And I think what they're finding is the golf wasn't the product. It was the PGA mm-hmm. tour golfer was the product because I was talking to a guy, Acorn Hills golf, golf club, a clothing brand, great guy out of, out of Pennsylvania. He's a college golfer himself. 
Yep. His name's Nate. And we were talking the other day and, uh, and we were just talking about how like, where, where is the next wave of golfer going to you know, going to go to, they're going to stay in the PGA mm-hmm. tour. His, he, one of the, one of the guys he, he works with is a plus nine. He's a club pro down in Texas. He's a plus nine for folks mm-hmm. who don't, who aren't keeping score at home and in the golf handicap. That's world, the good side. <laughs> yeah. That's like basically, although handicappers, true gin purists are going to be like, that's not how you explain it. It's not like saying he averages nine below par. Yeah, yeah. The handicap is kind of designed to show what you are capable of, not necessarily what your average is going to be. And that's yeah. like me. I, I posted earlier, I just registered for the mass open this year. And tomorrow morning is the mass amateur registration. I carry a 0.8 handicap index right now. That doesn't mean that I averaged 72. I probably averaged 73 to 75, like on any given course. Right. And that's just like, I'll go out and I'll throw that out there and that feels good. But I, but my index is lower because if the stars align and everything's right, then I should be able to score lower. Mm -hmm. So the point being is good golfers are a fucking dime a dozen. And we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between what makes an elite golfer pro golfer versus what makes a guy who is probably a club pro or just does really well on the weekend skins game. It is so little and it does take luck. So I I might be going back on my word here, but I don't know if there's going to be a way for these guys back. I could see the PGA tour being a little vindictive and looking at them in the face and going, how many of there are you now? Cause I'll say a dozen or so are going to age out. Ian Poulter never coming back just because, you know, they made their bed, you know, um, I think it's not Charles Schwartzer, but like Martin Keimer, some of those older European golfers, they're not yeah. going to come back because this is what they did. They took the bag. They're going to ride off in the sunset and probably play some DP World Tour. Well, and all of those guys are European bred, born, whatever you want to call it. So what if, say, Liv does go under or they leave Liv or whatever, they would have even less incentive to come back over there. They would, they, they would choose to be closer to their families over there or whatever and stay there and just play whatever tour they can get on over there to make some money on the, on the side. But like you said, at that point, they took this bag so they could basically be done when they're done and, and they're going to be so guys like Bryson though and Brooks who I did say I was like man they're you know, mm-hmm. even Mito 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 I gotta get that right Pereira uh Joaquin <laughs> Neiman those guys I don't know I could I could see the PGA Tour being a little vindictive and quietly just looking at them mm-hmm. and being like well you're more than welcome to come back but there's Q school there's I was just there. gonna say that go back to Q school <laughs> well, well it's what they're gonna have to be they they, they hold yeah. no status anymore and they did forfeit any any rights they have yep. um i and, and this is the next part i go back to the majors where greg norman big live players are allowed in the majors this year cool five years from now ten years from now talk to me about how many live golfers are playing in majors outside of the u.s open and the mm-hmm. Brit- and the british open and the open championship which by definition are open so you know you or i could go and try to qualify if we have the right handicap so it, it's nothing special. I do think they shot themselves by leaving. I do think it's going to yeah. hurt for a year or two. But at the end of the day, if you've got a hundred and whatever million in the bank, maybe it does soften the blow a little bit. But we've seen it by pro athletes all the time where us low people, us poor people, we see the money <laughs> and we think that would make everything all right. They live in a different universe. And I don't mean that money's not an option to them. I mean that they see higher than money. They do see trophies. They do see invitations. Sure. They do see status. And when they don't have it anymore, it, it's going to hurt. It's going to sting. I don't care what you say and convince yourself all you want. They are, by the way, they are building a new pro, a new uh, product. I get it. Yes. And they are. I, are they growing the game? Sure. Maybe, maybe not how they. Look, I've had people, I've had people say that they, that they would turn in and watch a live event because they have a team aspect and that, that, that would, would drive her. I've heard, had people tell me that. 
So there may be a percentage out there that that don't necessarily care a ton about golf, but care about a sports entertainment product. Like that's what I think that that's the I think that's the crowd that would be getting drawn into lid is that from a sports entertainment product. Sure, there's something that could be there. There's no doubt about that. Is it necessary for me? Um, No, but I think I think like I, I watch golf in a different way than the casual golf viewer, though. Yeah. Are, have you been betting on the live? Did you bet on live uh, when it was on a couple weeks ago? Uh, I did. You know what? I put in one DraftKings lineup uh, because I was like, why not? It's the first week it's on. Um, and I believe I, I believe I won't cashed. I think I sent you, I forget honestly, but I believe I sent you a lineup and said, damn, I'm, I'm kind of cleaning up here. I think I did pretty good, but I think I, I doubled my money, whatever it was. It was a small, small contest though. I still just don't see where it gets anything more than glorified exhibition golf. And I'll hold yeah. on to that until I die. And Mr. Pat Perez exhibitions don't pay $4 million. No, that's exactly what they do. They pay $4 million and they don't really bring much, much else of anything else. Cause those live championships, you know, what makes things <laughs> like the Puerto Rico open yeah. so important. They unlock doors. Yeah. They get you, they get you invitation. <clears throat> you want, you want live, you got $4 million. Your team might've won. You might got another million or something like that. And I'm not, you know, poo pooing money because God knows we need it, but then what? And especially yeah. we go back to, I'm supposed to get excited about rich golfers making more money. No, I don't give a shit about the money. I give a shit about things like status, invitations, life-changing events, mm-hmm. Kurt Kitayama going through. Now I thought it was pretty funny that uh, Kurt Kitayama made $3.6 million on his Bay Hill victory. Arnold Palmer yeah. in his entire career on course made 3.6, but then yeah. He was also one of the first like billionaire golfers or whatever. Yeah, um, he, did, he did all right. <laughs> fun fact, speaking of money, Jack Nicholas, uh, we're on the anniversary today or yesterday is the anniversary of him passing Arnie on the all time money leading list, uh, list. He won what used to be, we used to just refer to it as Doral and we would play mm-hmm. the blue monster down there. And then it turned into the WGC Cadillac and then it just kind of went away altogether. But that was the tournament. He won the Doral open passed Arnold Palmer on the all time money list. And I guess never looked back. Yeah. So what's next? What's next is we will get to it after this next commercial break, but we're going to start getting into the picks for this week because this is the Players' Championship. I know you're tuning in to get your DFS money value picks, so we're going to bring you that right after this break, so stick around. Jazz, Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for all-purpose online wagering. For over 20 years, Jazz has provided the best and quickest payouts in sports and entertainment wagers. Live sports betting, covering all the major sports leagues, and even into the new and exciting world of esports. Down the stretch you'll come, with Jazz's online horse wagering. Get paid when you play with Jazz's fun and exciting online casino games. Go online now and use the promo code TSS for our new, members deals. Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for online wagering. And if you're new to the show, that new sound right there means it's time to get into the DFS picks brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, who we heard from earlier. So let's get into it because there's a ton of guys to talk to. So many big hitters here, which means the value is going to run deep into the 8K range uh, and the 7K range. There's going to be tons to pick from here. Are you ready, bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to beat me? I didn't do my homework this week. (laughs) 
fine. It's Players Week, man. I've been lost. I, I've, been lost in the, I've been lost in the mythology of it all and the history. I was saying, of you it come all, with us but... for a week like this, especially with your history down there, TPC Sawgrass. I mean, like you, you bring the stories this week, and I bring the research. Ninja, please. That said, <laughs> I am I am ready to chop up some of these players because, like you said, really the. You look up high and it's hard to splice hairs. You have to either go with your gut or you have to lean on something, because when you when you say okay, Rory McIlroy, John Rom, uh, you know Scotty Scheffler, it's like who are you going to pick? It's like well, Rom had an anomaly week last week, so you almost think there's the bounce back factor. Rory, being as close as he's been, he's won here before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just it's tough. So for me, honestly, it's a good old fashioned putting contest. Who's putting the best and who's who's getting off the tee the best? Yeah, I think it, this is another this is another course, course. Back course, you know, famous for if you haven't been down there, it's it's gorgeous. There's no two holes that go in the same direction. So every every hole is a wind change. Every hole mm-hmm. is, you know, a change from a three to a four, a four to a five, a five to a three. And every hole has water in play. That's one of the that's one of the, the the defining characteristics of this course. A the stadium mounds, yes, Pete and Alice die. They got 415 acres of swampland, sold to Dean Beam for $1, and they said, let's get a golf course here. Well, 18 inches of elevation changed, and they had to build 30 to 40-foot mounds. They'd be digging out digging out these canals, digging out these ponds, and that's actually where the 17th uh, Island Green came from. It wasn't originally supposed to be an island. There was supposed to just be a pond near it, but they needed more and more of this beautiful dirt and sand that they were finding down there to build these mounds up. So Alice Dye was like, just make it an island. So and we have this. Honest, they got sick of digging. They got tired. Yeah, you <laughs> down. I grew up down there, man. You dig, you dig three feet, you hit the water table. So a week like this, you got to you got to be in position off the tee to score, and you got to be rolling the rock. Outside of that, it's all kind of a crapshoot because if you're not off yes. the tee, I don't think you can scramble hard enough to make up ground at a course like this. You have to have a clean week, and for that reason, I do. It's another one of those. I don't think that we're going to see a no name come out of there. I think it's you know, yeah. if Kurt Kitayama is holding a two stroke lead. This week for his first win, I think he does crumble in the back nine. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ball game, but ifs and buts. So starting up up high at the top, let's first say what are your what are your key stats this week? Like I told you, for me, I'm just going with the the three reliable, which is off the tee putting and then approach. So right there, keeping it simple, keeping it in the fairway and rolling the rock is what's going to get it done this week. Yeah, I went a bit more in depth as I typically do. Uh, compared to usually use like two, three stats. I usually use five. So my five key stats this week are going to be uh, strokes gained around the green, like you said. So you, for, I'm going to kind of kind of the opposite way. You said that it's tough to kind of scramble and get up and down around here if, if you're not finding it. So I kind of had the, the mindset of I want to find the guys who can pull that off because those are going to be the shots that are a difference maker here for me. Uh, birdie or better gained as well. Strokes gained approach is always going to be in there every week. So that, that's a no-brainer. Uh, bogey avoidance as well. So I'm kind of doubling down on the guys who are going to score. So birdie your better gained and bogey avoidance. Um, doubling down on that. And then, as we said earlier, you got to hit these fairways. So fairway gained is my fifth and final stat that I'm rolling out. And then, like I said, I also oh, obviously factoring recent form and past form on this course specifically. So um, it all comes down to look, we got four guys in the 10K range. Um, and look, three out of the four looking to be double digit owned uh, right around 15% for three out of them, three of them, which means we're probably going to see quite a few kind of studs and duds kind of lineups this week. It does make me kind of think of the way I'm going to structure my lineup. I'm kind of debating skipping the 10 K range altogether, not because there's not guys who are going to win it there, but I just think this field is so deep this week 
that if a lot of people are going studs and duds, I'll, I'll be, as I say that, I let me check the the. Uh, you know what? The nine K range is pretty well owned too, so maybe maybe studs and duds is the way to go. But but I'm gonna have a multiple lineups here. I'm gonna try different different tactics, different themes, uh, and play different kind of um, uh, uh, game theories. If you want to say game theory, because <laughs> this AP statistics in high school. Yeah. <laughs> the, your point's valid, though. You're going to have to eat some chalk this week because yes. anytime we have a star-studded field like this, th- there's a reason that the stars are all here. They're all freaking good. But it does spread the ownership out, too. You're not going to have guys up around 20% owned. Like, you're probably going to – the right. highest is probably going to be like 16 17% because there's so many names that people are going to be drawn to. It does spread it out a little bit. So in that 10K and above range, you say you're going to skip it probably. I'm, I'm – you know what? I'm probably not going to skip it. And mostly because of my witch doctor voodoo magic, where mm-hmm. every week where I say John Rom this, John Rom that, he seems to fucking go off and win. So there's two things either Rory, because of how he's playing right now, familiarity yeah. with the course, the stars aligning, and he's not a flash in the pan. Rory would be my guy. I almost want to pay for John Rom because I think that he he is going to have one of those bounce backs. I said I think I jinxed him because he he went he had that low first round at Arnold Palmer, then he shoots seventy six and he comes out with the quote of the weekend. It's fucking hard out there. The wind yes, blowing thirty past the spread was great, <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know what, this could be that kind of thing. Nope, he just kept on the the it was off the rails and he let it stay off the rails. Yeah, um, did not bounce back, but he's also not such a he's won how many times in the last in the last six months, so he's not. He's not one to stay away for long. I think you know him or Rory, but then again, Xander Xander's hitting the ball very well, and he's watching all his buddies mm-hmm. win. He just saw Kurt win, who he's really close with. Scotty Scheffler, uh, Scotty Scheffler is probably having the quietest uh, run because well, he had you know what it is last year. He won at the W. He won at the Waste Management this year. He almost defended yep. again last week, but I always keep overlooking him, and I think it's just because it's hard to catch lightning in a bottle twice. So Scotty Scheffler is actually my number one in my model this week. Just with the way it all shakes out, he is number one in my model. I do want to quickly get to because you mentioned Rory and his history here and, and it being too good. Which, yeah, he has a lot of history, a lot of experience here. When I look at his last five appearances in the show, he had the win in 2019. Obviously, you can't ignore that. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed the cut in 21. Missed the cut in 18. And other than that win, T30s. Like T33, T35. So, like, yeah, sure. Like, but if you're paying eleven grand for a guy, based off of his history, that just on that idea alone, that logic seems almost flawed to me. That's why I'm playing paying eleven grand because for his current form and the fact that he's won here, okay. not his overall history, but the fact gotcha. that he's okay. won here, which means at and look at Tyrrell Hatton. Tyrrell, love him. He almost <laughs> pulled one off last week, just straight out of the fact that he's won there I, before. I love watching him play because he's every single one of us on the golf course. He's he, everyone. You see him anytime the camera's on him. He's talking, but he's not talking to anyone but himself. And he's talking out loud. He's getting mad at himself, and he's walking around being demonstrative, like this posture. One, he's fun to watch he's because the, he's, he's real. The English, he's the English John Rom. Like we, we, we yeah. when John Rom does it, we call him fiery. When Sergio does it, we call him stupid. But when yeah. Terrell does it, T 
Tyrrell. Well, when he Tyrrell. does it, you know, we all relate to it. I think it's just because he is, he's, uh, he's, uh, what's it, Anglo-Saxon versus <laughs> European and Spanish. And so us whiteies can be like, oh, look at that, Tyrrell, just like one of us, as opposed to being like, oh, there, I also think it, he's not as big of a name as Sergio was when people were pissed at him and as Rom was when people were pissed at him for like, Rom's likable though. Rom, Rom would come off the course and yeah. just be like, listen, I, you know, I go from one hole to the next. I, I walk away with Sergio came off and would still cry. I just, yes, just get over. Although Sergio past champion here. I mean, he, he, yeah. he's, he, he's one of this place. He is, he is a name. All right. So 10 K though, 10 K and above <laughs> your, your point is valid. I'm an idiot for not looking at Rory's history and I am for skipping it. But the ninth <laughs> range, you alluded to it earlier. I mean, you're going to have to go deep in because I even looked down into the 8K range. But the 9K range is, again, full of studs. Max Home has already won. Patrick Cantlay is on the cusp. Colin Morikawa is suspect at 9,500. I, I, he hasn't done... Hasn't done enough recently, and same thing with JT Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is one of my favorite players, you know, out there. But I feel like he, you know, maybe this is the week it clicks. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with that. If you're looking in that nine K range, top or bottom, either if you're feeling some Max Homa and he works out, I'd stick mm-hmm. with it because he has got that little flair now. He believes he can win, and now that he's done it a couple times out west, he might be thinking to himself, "What the hell's stopping me? Like I, I'm there." It's kind of like Scotty Scheffler last year. Once you break through a couple times it can break down that wall of doubt, but I'm going to go down to the bottom of the nine K range. If I'm playing a flag with anybody, I'm planning it with, with Tony fee. Now okay. I, he, he ranks out top and strokes gain approach. Mm-hmm. Um, he's I playing damn well right now too. He's playing well, you know, and this mm-hmm. is that, this is the kind of week where stars line things, it's happen. five straight top 25s, bada bing, bada boom. Yep. So and that's, and my, sure. that's my nine K love. So no. And I, and you know what, he was one of the guys I was back and forth with between him and Sun Jay because they both are just in good form right now, and it's also just lines up as a course for them. Fino does have two straight missed cuts here, um, but it feels different this year, if, if that makes sense, coming into this tournament than it has in the last two years. Fino feels like he's in better form entering this this tournament than he has in the past. I put more uh, stock in recent form than tournament history yeah. now that we've done this back-to-back. and I th- well, At the top. At the top, because I at do the top, think, yes. Yeah, I, I think these are the guys who are good. Yeah, when you get to the the lower price ranges, you can find value in guys who have, have a good course history. Sure. Um, but yeah, Tony Finau and Sundra and both of those guys that the lower K range are there for me. And you know what? I I do like Colin Morikawa. I know he missed the cut last week, and I know he missed the cut at at you know um, Phoenix. So it's a ball. At, it's a ball strikers golf course. And but it's is, a ball strikers and golf course again. Yeah, and he and he hits the fairways. Yeah. So when you put those two things together, if he ranks third in my model, he's only projected at like eleven to twelve percent ownership. Like Colin or might be where I'm going to be starting a lot of my lineups this week at ninety five hundred. And you'll it, know you'll know by mid afternoon Thursday whether it was smart or not because if his little two eighty five yeah. two ninety five butter cut off the tee is working and he's hitting his six iron, he hits a six iron better than most guys hit a nine or a wedge. <laughs> like it's his irons are yeah. fucking stupid. If those two are clicking, I agree because he's a major champion. The head game's there. We all saw full swing. and We saw the level of confidence that he plays with. So sure. um, I just don't endorse it. But then again, I've eaten I've eaten rarer crow in my life. 8K, yeah. 8K is where I think it gets fun. And I think fun because we just had our boy Tyrrell. I don't know why he's 83. It depends on your version of the word fun. I'm interested I'll, to hear here. <laughs> It's fun for me because I love Victor Hovland. I love Will Zalatoris. I love Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I love Cam Young played well in Puerto Rico while we were all watching Bay Hill. He, he was out in Puerto yes. Rico doing all right. But 
sticking true but, to my theme. I want I want some Jordan Speed. Hold on, Kim. Kim. Cam Ron Cam. Ron Cam. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait a minute. You say Cam didn't play the Arnold Palmer? Yeah, no, he was. In no, Paris. he did play the. He did play the Arnold. Palmer. Oh, it, Ron Cam. Ron Cam. Yeah, Ron Cam. Yeah, because Cameron Young played. Uh, finished T10 at the all I was going to say, I could have sworn I saw him on the leaderboard. <laughs> he definitely did, but I was trying to dismiss him anyway because I okay, want to get okay. to Jordan Spieth. That's fine. I don't want him either, so that's fine with me. I want to get to Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth played well last week at Bay Hill, and yes. and, 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 and he was scrambling. It's going against my model of hit the fairways, put the, put the rock, because he was all over the dadgum place. Yeah, but that's on he brand. can't find he's, a fairway right now. But he's the right-handed Bubba Watson, and, mm-hmm. and as long as he's scoring – then hell hath no fury like a fairway found for Jordan Spieth. And if he finds him this week, look out because he's rolling the rock. He's definitely doing the scrambling around. And I'm not building lineups around that. But he's I putting will fantastic right now because that's his brand of golf. He is putting so well right now. So yeah, if he can find anything off the tee where he can find some fairways, because that's that's the only thing that's dropping him down my model right now. And the fact that he finished T4 last week in Arnold Palmer, he still wasn't finding fairways, to your point, like he's still playing confident golf. He just needs to figure out getting off the tee box. Maybe he has to put the driver away. I don't know what it's, what it's going to take, but he just has to be in the short grass, and he's the way every other part of his game right now has been on fire. Well, it sucks is you can't put the driver away at sawgrass too much, right. unless the wind is helping. But then again, like I said it's earlier. Just under, it's, what's it, uh, just under 7,200 yards? Yeah, but there's so many dog legs and the way that they yeah. built it with the wind coming off the coast. The bottom half of that AK range is, is kind of sexy too. The bottom half Tom, is nice. Tom Kim, uh, Shane Lowry, our boy Tyrrell, you know, leading mm-hmm. off the top of the bottom half. And Jason Day has been playing pretty well so far Jason this year. Jason Day has been playing so freaking good. Five top oh. 20s, three straight top t- – actually, four straight top 10s. I'm sorry. Yeah, and see, like my 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 my, Jay, my Jordan Spieth call is total, almost wanting to wish it into reality because I'd like to see yeah. him win, and I'm a little lean on that short game stuff. But um, top to bottom, Jason Day is playing really well. Shane Lowry's not playing terrible. Uh, we haven't seen much out of Matsuyama, uh, and like you said, Cam no. Young's coming off of a decent week, which is a shame because Matsuyama had such a good year last year. I remember us talking about that often. Mm-hmm. He had a surprisingly quiet good year. I wish he carried it through because he's just always been a fan favorite. And quickly on Jason Day, obviously Jason Day had a rough year last year. We all knew that. So not surprisingly, he missed the cut here last year. But before that, when he was a bit more of himself, I'll say, uh, he he didn't miss cuts here. He had top tens here. Like This is a course that Jason Day has history, good history on, He's and he's been playing good right now. My one downfall with him is that he is looking to be the projected highest-owned player on the slate right now at almost 19%. So yeah, Jason Day is in everybody's eyes right now. I was about to say, I just Googled Jason Day at the Players' Championship and top stories, Yahoo Sports, The Athletic, Action News, Golf Week, all have Jason Day as a headline pick yeah. to win this week. <laughs> uh, I mean, sometimes they know something we don't. But uh, Well, I think it's all right here in front of us. He ranks fifth in my model, so like I, I see it. I think my ego can't let me take him because I've, I've chirped him so much to say until he shows me something again, I don't, I don't want to believe it uh, and watch. This will be the week that he does it. Cause I've been so on point with my picks this week. A couple weeks ago, somebody said so, our uh, winner, I said Kucher and I think he went O2 barbecue that week. So here's the part. Yeah, that was a, I'm sorry. That was a bad, pick, but, but, but here's a, here's a good way to put it. So $100 more than Jason day is Tom Kim, $100 less than Jason day is Chris, as uh, Chris Kirk, not Christian Kirk. I made that mistake last week. I had the Jaguars receiver in my head, Chris Kirk. That's fair. Uh, and the thing, the way, the reason why I'm comparing this, these three right here is that 
Uh, like I said, Kim is $100 more, Kirk $100 less. Both Kim and Kirk are projected in the 12 to 13% range, you know, 5 6% less than Jason Day on ownership. But in my eyes, honestly, all three of those guys probably have a similar percentage chance to, to finish top 10 in this tournament, have a chance to win. I Now, I don't think – okay, I, I should say that Chris Kirk's playing great right now. I don't see – Kim and Kirk hitting the winner's circle more than I do Jason Day, just because, like you said, I think this is a this is a week where like a name wins. Like this is just one of those tournaments where a name wins. Yeah, it's, um, it's a major. And Kirk and and Kim just don't have that notoriety, and that that's that is such a weak argument. I know because it's it's like yeah, it's so don't, bogus. don't let my don't let my my voodoo my, my voodoo yeah, it's, factor <laughs> analysis in it's bad, but just just looking just looking at the numbers, Kim and Kirk have. Here's the way I'll put it. Kim and Kirk have the best chance or just as good of a chance to put the same amount of DK points as Jason Day does at a significant reduction in ownership um, and for the same price. I'll pick Chris Kirk. I'll put Chris Kirk in a couple of lineups this week for two reasons. A, mm-hmm. he's he's a bulldog. And in case you haven't in case you've missed it, we do have our TPC Sawgrass, let's see, University of Georgia hat going this week. Shouts, go dogs. He showed up to Sawgrass wearing a 65 to 7. 65-7 shirt. And if you uh, if you have no idea what that means, then go look up the 2023 College Football National Championship game with <laughs> my University of Georgia Bulldogs put an absolute ass-whooping. I mean, a yes. beat down. It wasn't even close. They did not belong in the same field. Horn Frogs should have been out of there way long ago. Yeah, that was a, And that yes, was, thank you. Disgrace. Thank you to the gods and the Ohio State kicker for listen, every great championship run needs a little bit of help. Every 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 golf major winner has some sort of break, a kick, a roll, a bounce. Ours just mm-hmm. happened to be a shanked kick from the Ohio State kicker. All right, yes. so AK range. So, well, so real fast, because we do have one commercial break, we gotta fit in one more commercial break, and then Never. when we come back, we're gonna be rapid firing through the seven and six K range. So get your pencils ready. Just seven for me, son. Okay, just the seven K. But either way, we will be back for the seven K range after this quick break. audio only listeners out there uh we were not in a club that was an ad for uh for pro-am belts uh so if you want a a belt trophy uh like a wrestling championship belt for any of your fantasy leagues for the winner uh go check them out same thing use tss as your discount code over there uh that's pro-am belts go check you're gonna have to update that promo soon we still have aaron Rodgers wearing the the package green (laughs) on there that's gonna be relevant might have to might have to update that green here soon He's going to end so, up in New York, and I love it. All right, 7K. Get into the 7K. You go. Okay, I'll go first because the first guy I want to talk to is right at the top of the 7K range, a 10% own. That's Mr. Tommy Fleetwood, Fairway Jesus, as you like to call him. Um, he's been he's, in contention here before. He has been in contention here before. Uh, for Actually, two straight years at 18 and 19, uh, T5, T7. Uh, he did finish T22 last year as well. And he's not Look, he's not like blowing anyone away right now, but he's not playing bad either. Um, and 
this is he seems like one of those guys where if just enough of the spotlight is off of him, he can go out there and shoot a good round, kind of surprisingly. So I like yeah, him he's at flirted round. with greatness enough times that he can dig deep and find that again. Like you said, if he's if it's Friday yeah. afternoon and he's looking around going, huh, not only am I gonna make the cut, I'm 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 in the top fifty right now. Like yeah, he knows that that's a position <clears> that he's got the game and the firepower to go out there because he's another ball striker. He chokes down on the club about mm-hmm. an inch, which I love. That's a shout out <laughs> to the old school Anthony Kim look. Uh, but he chokes down on that club and he does not lose his posture and he follows through and he holds it and it looks mechanical, but it works when it's on, it's on. Yep. I can endorse some fairway Jesus in the seven K range this week. Seven K range is juicy. Cause yeah, there's, there's a lot of good there. guys down here. RIP Alex Smalley. I know you welcomed him back in your lineup nah. last week. and that nah, he, just, he took a quick exit. <laughs> yeah, uh, O2 barbecue for Alex. No, but that seven K range. I like that. You said that Chris Kirk's up there at the top. Sam Burns is up yep. there at the top. Uh, Justin Rose, Adam Scott. Adam Scott's a guy who I have my my eye on because he's won here before. He's hitting the ball well, and he just debuted some really sexy, sexy irons uh, that have his little AS on the back, muscle back blades by like Miru Ayama or whatever the hell it was. Justin oh, Rose had a yeah, yeah. Off with them two years ago. I think they're just a high end, high end golf club manufacturer that's trying to get a name every couple of years yeah. to try to get some corporate executives to pay ten thousand dollars for some fucking irons. Did you see PXG just laid off like seven thousand people or whatever the hell it was? Not seven thousand um, people, but it was like a, a lot. That's surprising because they've been pushing some ads recently. I've been seeing them well, everywhere. Maybe they're maybe they're shifting their operations. Yeah. If you're curious, though, it's cautionary tale. Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes was a wedge. And hey, it's Players Week coming full circle. Mm-hmm. 55 minutes into this, I used to live in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> Across the street from my house was a guy named Ernie Batterson. Ernie Batterson had a shop in his garage where he would tweak golf clubs. And he and, and the players, when they would come to, to town for the players, they would go to Ernie to get their wedges tweaked, to get the blades you know, mm-hmm. sharpened a little bit, to get the grooves done. He, over time, developed his own wedges. They were called Snake Eyes. They were wonderful. The, mm-hmm. the company started getting big and big. They went to irons, then they went into clothing, and then they went under. They just got too big, too fast, and they tried to over, you know, overexpand. And so Adam Scott, with his new muscle back blades which i'm sure just whatever fucking clubs he was hitting before the manufacturer said yeah can we just put our logo on there i'd keep an eye on him anytime i overlook him he seems to do well and he's staring me in the face right now and i kind of like it he's surrounded by people that i want to play i want to play thigala i want to play billy horschel hell i want to play keegan bradley the way that he's been playing or even ricky fowler look at tom hoagie's there at 7400 Corey connor's ball striker 7400 the 7k range is rich i do think that you can avoid the 10k and above and make a living between seven and a couple of eight or nine guys. Sure. So if you're going to do that, look for experience down here. Cause I don't think you're going to find a no name coming out of the seven or the six. Eight. You're not going to Eric Cole who no, 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 no. a couple week, weeks ago in the six K range. It's not going to happen here. Not this week. No, but you might see a Seamus power shit. Uh, yeah. Harris English is down here. Harris English was who just had there. a fantastic week. He was, he was half an inch away. He was two putts I away know. from being in this fictitious playoff that never happened. So, Seven K down here. Like there's yeah, some guys on there. Spend some time in the in the seven K range. Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell didn't get it mm-hmm. done last year, but every week before that, he's been he's been on the radar and he's an East Coast guy too. So I don't know, man. Seven K is kind of sexy. I'd say right now, if if truth gun to my head, I'd say the winner's gonna come out of seven K, the upper half. Okay. Look, there's some names down here who could who could do it. I think a lot of people are, and the projected ownership is showing it. A lot of people are forgetting about Justin Rose and the and the good start he had to the season. He's missed two straight cuts, which is and which he won, is a thing and he to won consider. A couple weeks ago. 
but he won a couple weeks ago, uh, right before the straight two miss cuts. He's projected under five percent ownership right now. Yeah, um, get, but this feels like the type of, Rose. This feels like the type of course that Justin Rose can can make some some noise at. Uh, the only thing staring at me in the face with Adam Scott is the 115th ranking in my model. So uh, I am staying away from Adam Scott this weekend. I, I get why you're saying it, but I can't believe you can see past me. his eyes and his smile. Yeah, like <laughs> no, that, after that, rankings don't mean shit to me. I but, like Justin Rose. I like Adam Scott, and I and I like me some Keith Mitchell in that 7K range. So the other guy down here that I really like at 7,500, 10% ownership is Ricky Fowler. He is back. He's playing great. He's playing great. I want to, and this is a guy. This would be a pick that, like, is also just as much as me just rooting for the guy. This is your Jordan Spieth. This is this. Like, I really want Jordan to win this week. Look, I look. I was cheering for Jordan Spieth last week too because he's another guy that I'm just. I love his story. I would love to interview him. Like, I would love to just have a conversation with him. But Ricky Fowler is up there that I think he is just also a fun kind of rebuild story. Um, and at the price and at the ownership and at the the recent form, his history here isn't great. Uh, but like you said, his recent form has been pretty damn good. And the key part of that, about that is he's playing confidence. So I do like me some Ricky Fowler. Um, for anybody who thought they might want him, I'm just seeing now Daniel Berger is a withdraw. So do not be playing Daniel Berger in your lineups. Uh, it's a name we haven't heard in a little while. But Daniel Berger uh, is a WD this week. But Russell Henley, I mentioned him earlier. Russell Henley is a fairways, a fairway finder kind of guy. He doesn't have the craziest great form right now. It's pretty average, a couple missed cuts, but then a couple, you know, 30 places or so finishes. Uh, but he finds the fairway. He avoids bogeys. We just need him to find some points out there because that's the problem. He avoids bogeys, but he kind of just stays stagnant right in the middle of the field. You, you need Russell Henley to, to find that that other um, that other gear. He did finish T13 here last year, though, so he, he can do it on this course. So if you're looking to take a stab down here, Russell Henley's another guy, but my favorite is probably Ricky Fowler in the 7K range. 2015, Ricky Fowler wins the players. 2016, Jason Day <laughs> wins the players. 2017, mm-hmm. Siwoo Kim wins the players, who we didn't bring up earlier, but he's on my model. I just but didn't He's also on my him. model as well. He's 13th in my model. <laughs> the best part about Ricky Fowler winning the players is when his, his then-girlfriend came out to give him a big hug, and then the trophy ceremony, she was wearing ripped jean shorts, <laughs> and like a blouse tied because I mean, 10 years ago, you might say what you want, but she was a very, very, very pretty, very attractive, but she was definitely nope. scantily clad for the PGA for tour event. perspective. <laughs> for, that's kind of what also pivoted it to what are we doing here? We're not the buttoned up. We are the PGA tour. We're the players. We're supposed to have fun. This is, this is our whole yeah. thing. And so I love your Ricky call. I hope he does it, does it this week. Um, and, and quite frankly, whoever ends up ho- hoisting that trophy at the end of the, at the end of the week is, I mean, going to have their life changed. So yeah. here's to, uh, here's to Jordan Spieth. Here's to the studs and duds this week. And here's to the seven K range, which I, where I do think a sneaky winner is going to come out. Back to you in the studio. Look, I love it. I hope it happens because that would be a fantastic story. Uh, and I would say it's the it's the it's the young guns or the the David versus Goliath when it comes to going up against the big guns. But there's just so many names still down here in the seven K range that I consider big guns. That it's just this is going to be a fantastic week week of golf, especially coming off that Sunday finish we just had. I'm pumped. I'm going to be watching it all. That is going to do it for us, though. I hope you got your picks in. Get on DraftKings. Get on Underdog Fantasy. Try out the Snake Draft style over Underdog. Use the TSS uh, discount code. Get your, your deposit match over there up to $100. And we will see you next week to recap what should be a fantastic weekend at the players. 
Have a great night, everyone, and we love you.